Alan Sandage looked through a telescope and knew he had to be an astronomer. His boyhood dream came true when he began working with the late Edwin Hubble. The New York Times called him the most influential astronomer of his generation. Welcome to Truth in the Test Tube, a program where we examine important scientific subjects in the light of their wider perspective and meaning. Let's turn up the heat, add light and some logical thinking, and see what truth bubbles up. Dr. Sandage called his five-meter telescope a giant candy machine. In his words, I was like a kid in a candy store that was so full of everything that I wanted that it was life's greatest carnival. Dr. Sandage's passion for discovery kept him going energetically until age 84, when he died in November 2010. His many awards include gold medals from several astronomical societies and the Crawford Prize, which many consider astronomy's equivalent of the Nobel Prize. Science writer Dennis Overby graphically describes the way that Sandage prepared photographic materials to see galaxies no one else had ever observed. He writes of photographic plates whose emulsions have been soaked in hydrogen or baked in nitrogen until the already sensitive grains were hysterical for the light that had left some star or galaxy before the human race was born. So his own thirst for new knowledge motivated him to invent new techniques to observe the overall universe. His listing in Encyclopaedia Britannica calls Dr. Sandage the discoverer of quasars, which are quasi-stellar objects. What are some of his other achievements? His greatest fame is in the speciality known as cosmology, the study of the overall structure of the universe. He devoted years to mapping out the size of the universe and the rate at which it expands. Didn't astronomers previously consider cosmology an unscientific field, a subject that could only be speculated about but not observed? Yes, but Sandage changed that. His 1961 article in the Astrophysical Journal spelled out ways his telescope could gather data to decide between the theory that the universe had always existed and the theory that the universe had a beginning. And Sandage suggested several tangible observations that could be used for choosing the theory which best fits the real world. How did Dr Sandage get to what was then the world's largest observatory? He was studying astronomy at California Institute of Technology, as Caltech, when the 5-metre Mount Palomar telescope was dedicated in 1948. When Dr Edwin Hubble requested an assistant, Caltech sent Sandage to him. Sandage had the right education and experience to equip him for the opportunity, plus exceptional concentration and curiosity. A grad school classmate commented, Alan wasn't that much smarter than the rest of us. He just stuck with a problem ten times as long. Dr Sandage died in November 2010 at age 84, yet he never retired. Why did he continue working? A journalist observed that as Sandage talks about his work, the glint of eye and tone of voice convey his wonder that anyone, let alone he, should be so engaged. With that attitude, Dr. Alan Sandage had answered many of the most important questions about astronomy and cosmology, but he died with a long list of questions he still wanted to research. A sense of wonder and amazement had attracted Alan Sandage into astronomy. 
Sadly, that sense vanished within two weeks of his arrival at Caltech. Dr. Sandage recalls, When I realised that to become an astronomer you had to become an analytical machine, it was a crushing blow. The childlike awe was replaced by the awe of the enormous complication and order of the world of physics that was to be learned. Yet, in another sense, studying the universe at a deeper level of complexity made it seem more awe-inspiring. Dr Sandage explained, The world, in fact, became more mystical, in the sense that the interconnection of all of physics with mathematics became so beautiful, but also so difficult. Why do differential equations describe the world? No one understands how the world knows how to work like that, but it does. In other words, he asked why the universe is constructed in a way that fits the rules of calculus. Did he ever find a satisfactory answer? Yes. He told the New York Times, I find it quite improbable that such order came out of chaos. There has to be some organising principle. To me, God is the explanation for the miracle of existence. Why there is something instead of nothing. That's an interesting interpretation. To me, God is the explanation for the miracle of existence. Why there is something instead of nothing. The universe contains patterns analysable by differential equations. And that fact seems to imply that it was made by someone who uses mathematics in his design and creation. So, Dr Sandish discerns God in creation. Yes, and in more than creation. In several published interviews, Dr. Sandage goes beyond the question of cosmic order to talk about something that occupies his thought even more. About the time when Sandage received his PhD, he remembered having asked his father what was the purpose of life. His father had no answer, and that question of purpose haunted him for decades. Sandage read philosophers who speculated that life has no meaning, and he observed where their philosophy of nothing led them. Where does a philosophy of nothing lead? 19th century German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche used the word nihilism, derived from a Latin word for nothing. Nihilism is defined as a mood of despair over the emptiness or triviality of human existence. A mood of despair caused by thinking that human existence has either no purpose or a very insignificant purpose. What did you mean when you said Dr Sandage observed where the philosophy of nothingness led some people? The philosopher who advocated nihilism most strongly spent the closing years of his life insane. Sandage told interviewers for a Harvard University Press book to end up like Nietzsche sitting at a window for seven years rocking, not talking to anybody because of his nihilism, is not the way. Nihilism finally ends up in insanity. To avoid that, I'm quite willing to believe that there's a purpose. Did Sandage ever find an answer to what the purpose of life is? Yes, one day someone told him, the purpose of life is to glorify God. Dr Sandage says, that sounded right. It sounded like an antidote to nihilism. Years later, he commented, There is no purpose in life unless there's a source for that purpose. There is no purpose in life unless there is a source for that purpose. Dr. Sandage said we can't prove God with the same type of certainty with which we measure the distance between the earth and the sun. 
in Dr. Sanjiji's words, proofs of the existence of God have always been of a different kind, a crucial point to be understood by those scientists who will only accept results that can be obtained via the scientific method. Science illuminates brightly, but it illuminates only a part of reality. Science illuminates brightly, but only a part of reality. Does he elaborate? Yes, science and religion treat different aspects of reality. We don't study the Bible to find the intensities and wavelengths of the Barmer lines of hydrogen. But neither is science concerned with the ultimate spiritual properties of the world, which are also real. Sanjit said, science can only answer a fixed type of question. It's concerned with the what, when and how. It does not, and indeed cannot, answer within its method, why. Please repeat that. Science can only answer questions about what, when and how. It does not, and indeed cannot, answer within its method, why. So science can answer many important questions, but it cannot answer the why questions. The world-famous astronomer and cosmologist, the late Dr Alan Sandage, has shared his insights on the why questions. He concluded that the reason there is something instead of nothing is because God made it. Before we close, let's ponder these ideas. The galactic universe is something instead of nothing because God made it. And God didn't stop creating when he wound the spiral nebula and DNA helixes. The same mighty power that turned on the thermonuclear light of a star stands ready to transform your life. As the Apostle Paul wrote in the Bible, For the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. He was also convinced that the reason he could analyse the universe by using mathematics was because an intelligent God made it. And when he recognised that the Creator had made the universe with such precision and order, he allowed God to create order and purpose in his life. Your personal universe can become something instead of nothing. Let's speak to our Creator. God, you made light shine out of cosmic darkness. My soul feels as dark and cold as outer space. Shine into my heart an understanding of who you are and what kind of something you would like to make of my life. Please, Lord, make me alive and purposeful through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We call our program Truth in the Test Tube, discussing some of the ways that science harmonizes with the Bible. Our staff is available to answer any questions that came to your mind as you listened. To reach us from most countries, email us at truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. Again, that's truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. If you live in India, we suggest testtube at radio882.com. That's testtube at radio882.com. Wherever you live in God's world, join us again next time for another fascinating discussion here on Truth in the Test Tube.